Well, this morning we continue our conversation on the fruits of the Spirit, which we find in the book of Galatians. We've been camping out on this for the last three or four weeks, I think, and uh, this week it's the turn of the word patience. Now, just to remind ourselves, the fruits of the Spirit are characteristics, really, of who God is. And we have said week after week that the more in which we spend time in the presence of God, the more like him we become. And the more we become like him, we begin to adopt the characteristics and the nature of who he is. And so we began first week, God is love, and, and uh, love is God, therefore. And each of these different terms, each of these different characteristics, are really a characteristic of who God is. So when we talk about patience, we're talking actually that God is patient, and of course he is, and that's what we're going to be discussing and unpacking and learning and seeing, goodness, how can we grow in this whole area of patience? So, boy, we need patience when we do this together, don't we? We definitely do. It certainly tests our patience. Uh, being totally honest and vulnerable, here we go. When we're talking about this, this whole conversation, what does it conjure up for you or what do you think of when you think of the word patience? Well, you know that I like to check the dictionary when I'm looking at different words. So I did check the dictionary for patience and it's the quality of being patient, such as the bearing of provocation, annoyance, misfortune or pain without complaint or loss of temper. So I decided to sum that up in a Northern Ireland translation. Uh, my take was not getting raging when someone winds you up. Another dictionary definition was an ability to suppress annoyance when confronted with delay. My Northern Ireland translation of that was winding your neck in when huh. someone takes ages. <laughs> and a quiet, steady perseverance. Patience is even-tempered care and diligence. So that is a dictionary definition of patience and I just think patience comes into play in so many ways doesn't it the big things and the small things you know being patient if there's a queue in the supermarket or if you're stuck in traffic or being patient if you're waiting for something significant in your life whether that be a house move or a new job or to meet a special someone and you know at the minute patience is needed more than ever mm -hmm. isn't it because yeah. of the times we are living in some of us are waiting for things that we long for that have been put on hold because of this lockdown so we need patience mm -hmm. and you know we do need to be patient with people you know cooked up in our houses maybe some of us at the moment you really need patience and like for us like if someone in our house gets angry especially at the minute it's being patient and understanding that we're all under extra pressure and just backing off and giving them a bit of time and space. You know, um, in our jobs as pastors, we need to be patient at times because sometimes you just want things to change in someone's life for the better and you know that that's possible, but it doesn't happen maybe as much or at the speed you'd want it to. And that is sometimes not anyone's fault. It's not our fault or it's not their fault it's the circumstances and your heart is breaking for someone and you want things to be different so we just need patience in all areas of our lives really i think yeah so do you think i'm patient um, well 
And some things, yeah, like you're patient. I think you're really patient when you're explaining things to the kids. Like sometimes when you help them with your schoolwork and you're patient with people a lot of the time. But sometimes I think in tasks, you get impatient or you rush ahead and you do things too quickly sometimes. I'm kind of impulsive sometimes. Yeah, I? like I... you're just like, you get an idea and you're like, right, let's do that. And I'm like, hold on a minute, we need to think about this a bit more. And I think sometimes with people, you rush in and you say things and maybe you need to hold back a bit. And Whereas I think you're kind of slightly opposite. So when it comes to life and tasks or life circumstances, I think you're quite patient to kind of just trundle on or kind of go go at, at a pace that is just a level sort of pace. I mean, uh, you're, you're, you're just really sort of steady. I kind of joke that I about, you, you kind of seem to do most things in life at a slow or steady pace, <laughs> except for reading, which you're incredibly fast at and driving the car, but that's another matter. And, um, I, but I think you're really, really patient also with people, um, what you've already described in terms of when, when we're working alongside with people most of the time. And I think you're really patient, if I can be really honest, it feels a little bit like the Jerry Springer show where you're kind of bearing it all in front of other people who are watching it. But, but sometimes with those whom you love the most, the people that you're sharing this house with, for example, that sometimes you can be just not as patient, not as patient maybe, yeah. get frustrated quite quickly. But is that not like everyone? <laughs> you're, you're most impatient yeah, with I the people so. closest. Aye, aye. Sorry. Well, well, we joke, there's no amber light with you sometimes. We could be going green. I think people are going to be struggling to believe and this, Paul. Right, let's move on. Good idea. Where are we at? Am I still talking or are you? You. Oh, me. Okay. Well, where are we? This is really slick this morning. It's really important, isn't it, that we look at the Bible. So instead of us just confessing it all and telling you all, let's look at the Bible. And really, just to say, I introduced it, that God, uh, God's nature and his personality and his character is to be patient. He's extremely patient with us. And it's important that we uh, therefore just go and see, well, what, what does it say? Here's our first reading. It's from 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15 says this, here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy, so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Now to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honour and glory forever and ever. Well, that's an amazing example of God being so patient with us because that is the Apostle Paul writing in 1 Timothy and he felt like his sins were worse because he was responsible for the death, imprisonment and suffering of Christians because before he came to faith, he'd been persecuting the Christians. So what he had done was so terrible and yet God turned his life around and he became someone who served God, he loved people, and he gave his whole life to follow Jesus and ended up obviously suffering himself. So that is something to give me and all of us great hope, isn't it? God can transform Paul's life. If God can transform Paul's life, then he can change anyone, which is amazing. 
And I was also struck with God's patience with us when I read Romans 2 verse 4. It says, Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance and patience, not realising that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance? I love that verse in the Bible that it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance and he's so patient with us, you know, as it says there. He longs for to be in relationship with us. He longs for us to turn to him, but he doesn't force us. And like I was struck by another part of that. You know, we shouldn't show contempt for that. We need to be grateful mm-hmm. for God's patience with us and his kindness towards us, which leads us to repentance. So patience really is a fruit of the spirit that comes from God. Yeah. And yet God use God often uses pain and suffering to actually help teach us patience. Like mm. I remember when I was a child, I was incredibly impatient. Goodness, I was, I was extremely active. I was on the go the whole time, busy, busy, and I wanted everything now and all of that kind of thing. Like I, I guess most young people kind of grow up a bit like that. But I remember there were two or three times I'd had quite significant sort of physical accidents, probably sport related, and um, it kind of took me out for a number of weeks. I was sort of, you know, laid up at home or what have you. And I remember my mum saying to me, oh, that will teach you patience. And I was just like, and she said it a bit like that. It was like, thanks oh, a lot. Thanks a lot. That's pretty brutal. Like, you know, I'll take that one on the chin. And uh, whilst the, the manner in which she described that wasn't so pastoral and loving and kind, what she was saying was actually true. It's like often through uh, suffering through various events, such as the ones we're currently right in, God has the opportunity to do just some incredible stuff actually in us. I wanted to uh, read from the book of James what he writes here, James chapter five, verse seven. He writes, be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too, be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. And James is really writing here to his readers, simply affirming and saying, do you remember the prophets in the Old Testament? Do you remember Job in the Old Testament? Do you remember what actually happened to his life? And through patience and perseverance, as he continued just to journey and trusting God, God just did immeasurably deep and incredible things in his life. I often think of the um, of Joseph, which we read about in Genesis, well, well-known story. How for years he was wrongly imprisoned, but it was in that place that God just did the real deep inner working in him at that time. Um, I was chatting to someone, uh, part of our church, who I hope will be listening uh, recently, and this particular person was sharing his life circumstances as a result of our current. Uh, coronavirus and how it's affected him and how it's affected his family and uh, it began to really push on certain areas of this person's life which are kind of uh, 
pressure points or hot moments or, or how do I describe it? Um, so, something that God has, has, has been working in and on in this particular person's life. And, and ultimately it's about trust. It's about will I trust him? And, uh, and, and God has come through in just the most incredible way uh, again for, for this fellow and for this family which is absolutely brilliant and really encouraging. And, and we're having this conversation and, and I just simply said, I said, isn't God kind? Like, isn't he just so patient with us that uh, for, for, for him it's this thing, for me it's something different, for someone else it could be something completely different. But God's so patient with us and journeys over time, but he uses often uh, things like our current circumstances and, and, and suffering or pain or affliction in some ways to actually teach us uh, patience and trust as we continue to do that. Yeah I think that's a bit of a mindset change sometimes because you know that God could bring something good from pain because I think in our culture our society it we're encouraged to like get rid of pain you know mm. don't just avoid it, push it away or numb it, you know, in whatever way that looks like. Yeah. People numb pain in different ways. But I think, you know, I've seen time and time again in people's lives, if you do that, it doesn't fully go away. It just comes back later or Absolutely. in another form, yeah. you know. And I just think it's helpful to be curious, you know, about our worries and our pain and our weaknesses before God, you know. Like in these days too, you know, if you're starting to feel like worried or anxious or whatever it is, you know, just talk to God about it. Ask him, you know, say, what's that about? You know, what's going on under the surface? And sometimes, you know, we can pray about that. And sometimes it involves having honest conversations with people that we can trust as well. But just an encouragement to be patient in it yourself, to be patient with yourself to journey that thing, to journey the pain or the anxiety, you know, and and work it out. Don't just push it away. And then you can learn from your struggles and we can know, as Paul said, that God's waiting for us to trust him so that then the next time something like that comes along, we've got that memory of, you know, that was hard for me, but I saw God come through, mm. so I can trust him again mm. next time, and maybe you won't react in the same way, like the anxiety won't be as strong next mm. time, because you've trusted God on that occasion, and you've seen him come through. So I do think this season is a great opportunity for God to develop patience in us. You know, things aren't the same as we well know. You know, we can't gather together as church. You maybe can't you know, offload to other people in the same way, you know, and it's a real time for our personal faith in God to go deeper and grow, if, you know, if we take the time to do that and to explore those difficult things with him. And I think, you know, whatever energy we have left, that some of us are but getting tired of this, but, you know, use your energy and your time and your emotions to press into abiding in Christ, you know, I've really held on to that um, verse in John 15, remain in me, you know, when I start to feel overwhelmed about how long is this going to be or what does it look like after or questions, you know, God just says remain in me, apart from me you can do nothing, remain in me and you'll bear fruit, so I'm really holding on to that 
and being patient with myself, you know, not having to have all the answers. And mm. the Bible says, be still and know that I am God, you know. To, to sit and be still requires patience, mm. you know, we need to be patient. Yeah. And we read in lovely Psalm 40, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. And I just love that as we wait as we wait for him, as we wait patiently for him, he is the one who lifts us up. You know, if we're feeling like we're struggling, we're floundering, like we're in a pit of mud and we can't get through, he's the one who lifts us out and gives us a firm place to stand. He sets his feet on our, our feet on a rock. He's a, a firm foundation. And even better than that, he can put a new song in our mouth. You know, we can find worship and joy again, even though we've been in the darkest, deepest pit, you know. So I think there is some responsibility for us there that we need to make ourselves available we need to let we need to let god lift us up we need to wait patiently but that's not a striving thing no it's you know, just about to, positioning ourselves yeah isn't it it's about posturing our lives or putting ourselves in a way in which god can do it yeah yeah like and it's like you know, you can't climb your way out of that pit by yourself, but you can hold out your arms and say, right. God help me, I'm waiting here for you. That's very so, good. Yeah. Right. Well, as we kind of bring this thing into land this morning, it's important we recap again that patience uh, comes from God because it's part of God's characteristic. And we can't just simply acquire patience. We can't um, try really hard to be patient. We, we can't buy it from Amazon. <laughs> you know, we, it's it's something that we acquire from abiding in Him, mm. and He's patient, and uh, more we're with Him, the more we become like Him. Mm. And uh, as we draw it right to a close here, I I, I wanted to read this because I just thought, you know, God's got all the time in the world. We might be in a rush, but He's got all the time in the world. Two Peter three says, "Do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day." The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. And, and that's who he is. And we know that during this whole season that there are several uh, people that are coming into what, what we would kind of describe it into a friendship with God. And it says there that you know, God doesn't want anyone to perish, but to come to him in repentance. Repentance simply means turning away from uh, your, old the, your old life and the choices and the way in which we've been living life and actually turning ourselves towards, towards God and, mm -hmm. and, and literally doing that. such a great analogy. The arms up in the air thing, lift me up, lift me out of this place and I turn to you. And, and that's really what God wants. He's always wanted it from the day that we were born is that we would enter into relationship with with him and I know that many of you listening uh, you're there you've been there and I also would suspect highly that there's there's lots of folks that will be watching and listening to this and that's that's that God's just really poking and, and and inviting you into that and we would love for you to do that and uh, 
we're just simply going to pray now for you and for all of us really as we do that okay you pray i pray yeah. okay great well god thank you so much that you are so patient and you are so kind and right now, for, for any of us who might be just listening to this, who uh, they, they at this moment in time wouldn't necessarily call themselves a Christian or wouldn't necessarily say they have a relationship with you, uh, but they've been talking to you and they've been inquiring of you. And perhaps they've been reading uh, your word. And maybe they've been listening to these things and they're, they're thinking, God, I, I, I want us to take that step. And so... God, for those people right now, we just pray that as they simply say, yes, God, that's all you have to do, is just say, yes, God, to you and to come and that we would have friendship together. For those people who right now might be saying yes in that way, I pray that you would reveal to them your presence and your peace and your love and your patience and kindness and goodness and all of who you are. That they would know that they are loved, that their past is forgiven and that you've bright hope for their future. We pray a blessing for all of us. Pray the blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit be with us all be with our families and be with our loved ones and for all of those of whom we pray for in Jesus name Amen If that's you and you've decided you want to know Jesus today we'd love to know and we'd love to pray with you and just draw alongside you so you can you know, get in touch with us we love that and if anyone wants prayer or wants a chat, we are so available, so please do get in touch with us. That would be super. And it's great to see you. Thanks for joining us for Carrick Fergus Vineyard Church at Home. Bye. Bye. <laughs>